Good morning and welcome to the At Home with Roby show. I am Trent Haston to start the new year. We have a guest host today, got uh, Jimbo. How you doing? That's what I'm going to call you because that's what all your homies call you. Uh, you're, you're right. You caught me. Yeah, good, good to see you. Happy New Year. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad to be here. I didn't realize this was going to be the first show of the year. I feel a lot of pressure here, staying, especially sh- sitting in for Patrick. You should feel a lot of pressure. Uh, Jim Rhodes with Wayne Brothers is a repeat guest. Yeah. But you came back round two. You're going to the co-host side. Uh, man, no telling what's going to be the third time. <laughs> I don't know. My I'll see you sitting in TJ's seat, hopefully. Might start getting some money out of you or something. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Patrick is under the weather. He uh, texted us this morning and uh, has strep throat. Yeah, man. This this Christmas has been brutal. I think everybody I know has had one or two people in every part of their family get something. Yep. I had a We had a 24-hour bout with the stomach bug mm-hmm. uh, over Christmas. I think Christmas Day or the day after. Yep. That wasn't fun. We were the same way. Leading, luckily, Christmas was all good, but uh, Christmas Eve and leading up to it was kind of brutal with some of the folks in my family. It was trouble. It's bad. Everybody's had it. Yeah. And some people have had COVID. Yep. My son, two weeks ago, had the flu and strep throat. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Pneumonia, flu, cold, sinuses, all of it this year. what's rough. going on. I don't either. But we're on the other side of it because it's now 2024. It's January. It's about 47 degrees rolling into the studio today, but it's really sunny and nice out. I started thinking about springtime, shorts and tank tops and laying out and swimming in swimming pools. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all in. We're, we're past the, the shortest day of the year. It's only getting better from here. When was the shortest day of the year? You know, was it December 20th or 21st, 22nd? My like daughter's birthday, I didn't want to say it wrong. Yeah. Her birthday's the 21st. Yep. Uh, Tatum Bliss, happy birthday, baby. I talked <laughs> a little bit about it. She get first 16-year-old in my family. Okay, wow. And, You're getting old. Uh, I am getting old. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, but she told me that her birthday was the shortest day of the year. And I is that the first day of winter? Uh yeah, something, something yeah that sounds I mean, that sounds right. She and she just thinks she's a Christmas angel, <laughs> and she might be. I mean, it's good. So, yep, my wife's uh, December eighteenth, and her whole family's at some port part of December. I got a little sister who's in December, and that's the biggest thing you can make sure. I learned that lesson early. Uh, don't mix up birthday and Christmas gifts. They're two separate things. Don't combine them. Don't combine no matter them. how nice they are. No, don't. If no matter what. They're two separate things. I learned so that So do you, something my wife has thrown out before is having a mid-year birthday party instead of, you know, some, my daughter could have uh, a summer birthday party on the river. Yeah. I, I, let me know when y'all do that. I'm all in. Well, we, we hadn't done that in our family. Every we, we just, it's literally, you know, the straight through, starting with the fourth and all the way through. Well, uh so you don't you don't double up on the gifts. We 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 go uh, <laughs> two totally separate gifts for your wife too. For my wife too, <laughs> God love her. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I learned that lesson early, and I don't care what she tells me. I'm never I'm never going to risk it Is again. Is her love language gifts? Uh, one of her love languages? I no, <laughs> no. We joke around about. Uh, I don't think either of us know what the other one's love language is, but but I do know yeah. from years but ago. But you've read the book. Yeah. <laughs> You taking a Sunday school class on love language. Yeah. Yeah. But uh 
well, I, the reason why I asked, my wife and I um, don't don't even trade a gift anymore. Yeah. Um, her her love language is to be able to provide and and be Mama Claus for yep. the for the family and yep. and Mine too. decorate yep. the house. And I'm not whacking her upside the head because she spent fifty dollars on this or that. Yeah. Uh, so so if it's hands off, Trent. Let me take care of the kids, then then that's kind of her gift, and it's, I think she gets she gets a pretty good deal on what she wants anyway. Yeah, I <laughs> I can imagine. I bet she does fine. Yeah, well, we're we're kind of the same way. I still get a little bit gun shy and don't always uh, follow through with the no gifts. So I think there for a little bit in the middle of our relationship, we were kind of gotten to that point. No gifts. Let's do a trip or something like that. Now all of a sudden, I've gotten gun shy, gone back to the presents. Really? And, yeah, you, you know. You know, those guys, we're always in the doghouse for something. <laughs> so, it's, it's, She's like, uh, can I book uh, the dinghy on the trip for spring? I'm like, uh, no, stop. <laughs> Give me three weeks. <laughs> she does pretty good by me, too. Although we do, here lately, we have gotten into giving each other an experience or something we need to pick out on our own, and we're both a couple behind, so we both need to get caught up there. I think uh, I've got. she's got to get a... A trip that we were, that I tried to give her with some friends, and she was trying to give me some tennis lessons and a racket oh, wow. and something like that. So we we got we had some fun stuff, but just we actually got to take time out of life to go do it. So you play in tennis these days? No, I'm not. That's why she gave me the lessons in a racket. <laughs> she loves it. <laughs> she plays a lot of tennis. She's good. Does she want to play with you? I, it's to be determined. I mean, you're a golfer. I love playing golf and and, and uh huh huh outdoorsman i i i'm i'm one of those guys that can be halfway decent at anything yep. not going to be great at it you're anything. pretty good golfer though i enjoy it you are you are you good with a shotgun you know hit or miss literally <laughs> i love going out and bird hunting um yeah, if i was gonna sit, if i was gonna sit in a in a tree stand with a rifle i, I would never hit a deer because i don't, I don't have that amount of patience yeah. or the ability to lock in for one shot right. but but yeah you go bird hunting i'll do pretty good yeah, I like to bird hunt. Yeah. I like walking through the field with my buddy and a, oh, man. and a guy I get to know, hang out with, watch dogs it's the serve. Best. It's the best. It is fun. It's a good time, and you can talk, and mm-hmm. you don't have to be quiet. And yep. You get some exercise. Clean and, them, and there's some meat at the end of it. And you get some good food. Yes, sir. Really good food. Yes, sir. Quail, quail and pheasant, I do like to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, my family's like, God, he's got, he went quail, he's going quail hunting again. <laughs> All right, Jim, will you hang around? I'd love to. You're going to be the heart of our show as well, but uh, I am I feel so fortunate to have you as a guest host also. Well, I, I'm excited to be here. And prayers up are for Patrick and his strep throat. You're listening to At Home with Roby, Jim Rhodes, when we return. And welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I am Trent Haston filling in for Patrick McIsaac today as the host. We got Jim Rhodes from Wayne Brothers as our guest host and our content. Oh, man. Having fun. Double duty today. I hear you. I have to tell you, Jim, Jim is a wolf pack. Oh, yeah. Big construction industry guy. That's how we know each other. Yes, sir. Uh, Become dear friends. But he is a wolf pack. I had a bet with a fellow in the construction industry, (laughs) Bill Green, uh, Barefoot and Company. He's an old friend from the residential side. Nary uh, Remodeling Association, and we had a bet when Carolina and State played football. Mm-hmm. Who won? 
for the last three years, uh, thank the Lord. We NC understand. State has I had to wear yeah. I had to wear a state shirt. Oh man, I bet you look good. I've never. I think I. I mean, I wear a lot of red and black, uh-huh. gray. Uh, it's our company colors, yep. but uh, I, I, I'm supposed to wear it the Wednesday after the game. Give us time to buy it, and I couldn't. I was busy. I couldn't yep. buy it. I was actually in Raleigh, but I didn't have time to buy the shirt. So then, a couple weeks later, I go. I'm like, I got to get this off my to-do list. I got to uphold my bargain. So I'm online on a- acc.com shop or something, mm-hmm. and they got some sweet, sweet clothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't buy. <laughs> you couldn't I make couldn't yourself do, do it. it. I could not do it. <laughs> I mean, and I realized, so I, so I texted Chris Maynard, my lifetime best friend, works with us, worked mm-hmm. with us for 20-plus years. Yeah. His son, Gavin, goes to state, mm-hmm. and he's about my size. So I said, hey, I texted him. I said, hey, man, can I borrow one of Gavin's shirts? He's like, well, he'll be home in like a week. I was like, well, I want to get this over with. He's like, well, I have one. So I said, please borrow it. So I couldn't buy a state shirt, and then I had no, I realized I had never in my wife life ever worn a state shirt. Really, even in your ever. youth, you weren't. You know, like, I was diehard Carolina blue man. The whole your whole life, my whole life. Well, you're our mutual buddy, Jared. Now we've talked about it often. We, man, we love Trent, but I never would have guessed until I saw the stickers on his car <laughs> or him. You know the hat he wears that he went to UNC. He's a state guy through and through. He just went to the wrong school. Well. My friend um, Bill mm-hmm. posted a picture of me doing. I did it for Reagan. I did the the Wolfpack thing. I have never done that. The the uh, the the fingers together that, uh-huh. that all you guys do. I never have done that without making a joke or uh-huh. talking junk. Yeah. And I did it in the morning in my closet. And and my, <laughs> Reagan sent it to me. I sent it to Bill to let him know I was up holding my end of the bargain. And I. He posted it on Facebook. <laughs> so so Friends Jared like uh-huh. Jared down in and tagged me. I don't even know how I don't even have an active Facebook page. But he posted it. And Jared, our mutual friend who's <laughs> your best friend from college. Yeah, yeah, one of them for sure. Uh, yeah. Yep. S- sends me, says this is my new Trent Haston contact photo. <laughs> <laughs> so forever. <laughs> That up. It's perfect. I'm like, thank you, dude. You made me feel so special. Yeah. So, well, um, well, you earned that with with uh, NC State's um, dominance of UNC on the gridiron. Now he gets that picture for life. We need to play y'all early in the season. That I'm glad we don't. Because we're hot early until we fizzle. Yeah, yeah. We I, I hope we. You know, Steve Spurrier used to always joke around. You got to play Georgia early before everybody gets out of jail. Back when <laughs> when he was at Florida, That's pretty we, funny. <laughs> at, at State, we want to play Carolina late. Uh, while while y'all uh, are on the fizzle, like I you said, we just get tired. I don't know. It seems like a condition issue. But anyway, we're recording this on Tuesday, January the second. So there was some good football yesterday. Oh, oh yeah, word. Yeah. A lot of it. And uh, and I think it's going to be a good championship game. You're listening to this on Sunday. That'll be tomorrow, right? The championship game's oh, yeah. on be, Monday. Yep. Woo! Coming up. That's going to be that's gonna be a lot of – so we got – what do we have? Washington beat Texas last night. Yep. And Michigan held on to beat Alabama, right? So Michigan-Washington will be the national title game. Yep. I don't even know who's favored. I bet. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Probably Michigan. I mean, that's you got. Those Washington, are some good football games. Washington has an awesome offense, and to watch Michigan's defense yesterday, wow. man, they were strong. Man, they were strong. That was fun. It was just good. The good thing to do on New Year's Day, 
first day of the year. It's just, just ease back into things. Where did twenty three go? I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. Wrong. I like. I like even years. I'm a big twenty four. I don't mind twenty five. Jeff Gordon, baby. There you go. But I'm twenty three. Just always seemed off for some reason. That little odd year. You know. So we're now five years in the COVID. Isn't oh, that yeah. crazy? COVID in a couple in three four months be five year anniversary. That's crazy. That is crazy. That's we've been through a lot in five years. It's amazing. I, I, that's that's kind of how I uh, quantify time anymore. Before COVID and after COVID. <laughs> so I don't I don't remember how many years ago it was. I know it was before COVID. Did they cancel it? Is it over? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize. Oh, so t- so Jim, tell us about yeah. I'm um, growing up. How why you got into the construction industry? Bring us along. You came on the show a year and a half ago. Give us yeah. a business update with Wayne Brothers and your career. I think it's a really cool story. Yeah, Wayne Brothers is a great great company and I, you know i met keith wayne our founder and what do y'all do yeah so we we do site work concrete work and industrial contracting services so we're we're a, a full um we're a licensed general contractor but we're a trade contractor we don't want to go out and compete with the with the guys who go build the buildings uh like what roby does we want to go and do move the dirt lay the pipe pour the concrete install pipe we do process piping um we, we do millwright rigging and setting that's the type of stuff we want to work, do the direct trade work. Um, and, and it's grown a lot. I, you know, I met Keith at a career fair, um, <laughs> back in 2004. Um, and you know, we were doing 15 or $20 million a year and we'll, we'll do over $250 million this year. Um, which, which is amazing. That um, is amazing. Yeah. And just to, to see from, you know, to hear Keith talk about where it started, um, with he and his brother and a few thousand dollars and a couple of backhoes and, and to where they've grown it to now um but how, how i got started and you know help me with my recollection yeah. you were at the career fair you were looking to go work for a multinational yeah. con- construction company you know i just knew i wanted to big build, big old company yeah i wanted to move dirt build roads lay pipe i like the infrastructure part of it and so, so 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 was this the type of company you were looking to go to first Wayne Brothers that had uh, it started as a concrete company, and at that point had a small what we called grading division mm-hmm. back then. And uh, you know, I was a civil engineering student at NC State, and I was standing in a line at the career fair to talk to to the company that you're referring to that was just a big, massive internet or excuse me, national uh, heavy highway builder. And just like all thirty of my other classmates, we were in that same line. <laughs> well, the the line literally happened to end. And I did about a 90-degree about face, and it was right at Wayne Brothers' booth. And Keith, you know, happened to be there. That's crazy. Man in the booth. We struck up a conversation, and um, and he invited me in for an interview, and, and I, I went and met with him. And we talked about a concrete position. At that point, they were hiring for what we called back then a project manager in training on the concrete side. And at the end of the interview, I just mentioned, hey, I, I looked on your website. I noticed you have a grading division. That's what I'm really interested in. Are you all hiring there? And uh now that I've known Keith for 20 years, I, I can look back on his facial expressions. I can see him kind of rolling around in his mind and thinking <laughs> about it. And I know kind of what that means now. Back then, I was just going, ah, you guy thinks I'm crazy. Uh, he says, well, uh, we'll think about it. So a couple weeks goes by. He calls me back. Yeah, come on back in. We want you to talk to some other people. And uh, they end up offering me a job as that project manager in training, which is basically just, hey, you're going to go out in the field and labor yeah. for years. Uh, right. and learn our business. Um, and uh, to be honest, that got me excited. 
because I wanted to know how to do the work. I wanted to learn how to operate the equipment. I wanted to build the relationships with the guys. Um, and, and I tell a lot of our, our younger team members now, you know, I had a lot of classmates and there's a lot of people that they'll be classmates with that'll just, they'll want to get some sort of title and get in the office because that's a perceived level of success. Yep. If you get out in the field and you learn the work and you build the relationships, that's rocket fuel for the rest of your career. You can't never replace it. You can't. So you can you can get in the office and get a title and be excited about being clean all day if you want to, and you can kind of stay where you are for most of your career, or you can get out there and get dirty and pay your dues and learn a lot, and, and you can go wherever you want from there. I mean, it's funny with all the old school guys that I know known from the industry for 25 years. We talk about the the good old days when we were getting nitty gritty, and yeah. I mean that's that's what makes you proud, you know. You're exactly right. I I still you know some of the relationships. The, the very first day that that I was out with Wayne Brothers, some of those guys that I worked with are still there today, and every time I go out in the field and see them, I mean it's old home week. Yep. Oh, I I get it. I get it. So okay, stick. You're going to stick around. Uh, we're going to finish this Wayne Brothers uh, story, and then we got something else because you have the philosophy like us at Roby. You like to give back to the industry and the yeah. community and do, do charitable stuff. So we'll go there when we get back. But right now we're going to finish the Wayne Brothers story. You listen to Jim Rhodes on At Home with Roby. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I am Trent Haston filling in as head host for Patrick McIsaac today. We got Jim Rhodes as the guest host today talking about construction, NC State. Oh, all my favorite things. Those I are mean, actually two of my favorite things I mean, right there. I'm being pretty nice about it. You are, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. It, it, you know, I, I, I threw a couple barbs over your way, so I can take some back if I need you to. No, nah, we're going we're gonna to let this thing ride on out <laughs> in springtime. Uh, we'll see how basketball finishes up. Oh, man, that's always our Achilles heel, literally. I feel pretty good about the Tar Heel basketball team. You should. I th- I like Hubert where he's at with those boys. Yeah. But it's so different now because three or four players every year now are new. Yeah. And they're not freshmen. It's it's so hard. I, I used like, to, where'd this guy come from? I used to know every single player on our team, every single other yep. player. on You know, you name any tobacco road team, I could tell you who their starting five was, especially growing up. Yeah. It's just not that way anymore. It's it's weird. I, I mean, it is what it is, and who knows how it all play out with this – transfer portal and the nil and all that yeah i'll tell you i'm gonna say this publicly number one if you didn't catch the first two segments or any of our previous shows you can find them on the web on the on the twitter or the x or the facebook or uh linkedin any of the social media outlets i did say that i was supposed to say that patrick's you. usually pretty good at saying that yeah. sarah Strahouse will kick my butt if i don't say that yeah, so i'm gonna pa- say that patrick hits his marks i know he, i'm <laughs> I'm not going to hit any of those marks. <laughs> he does. Now, I forget what else. Oh, I have a problem with the the Neil program. You're paying these college athletes, and they don't play in the big games. Oh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, and I'm, I'm agnostic on anything other opinions, but I just know if you have a big donor that gives a lot to the football team – and Carolina goes to a bowl, and then the guy's sitting out because he's going to go to the pros. I feel like he got compensated to play in that game. That's just my feeling. Leave it to the NCAA to come up <laughs> with the absolute worst scenario, you know, when they weren't paying them, right? Yeah. To now go to the, the complete opposite end of the worst scenario when you are. Yeah. I mean, who in the world, uh, right 
in the middle of a, the season just says, all right, it's time to open up the portal and let everybody go to whichever team they want to. <laughs> it's right? crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think just in life, it doesn't teach a good – it's not a good example to set. Hey, you're on the team. You're committed. I mean, that was the thing I can remember back – I'm sure like when you were a kid, when my parents told you, hey, if you're going to play Little League, you're yeah. on the team. It doesn't matter what happens. You're going to be there to the bitter end. And I don't, I don't love the idea that that's not the case here for all of our teams. Now. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, I, I, I hope. Uh, it, it it isn't symptomatic of what the world is going to be like, America is going to be like. But uh, I, I do tell my kids in lies the opportunity. Be committed mm-hmm. and, and, and have some some fortitude. You might have you might have a good chance to make it in this world. Yeah. Um. So 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 you go to Wayne Brothers, two thousand and four, out of NC State. You you're in the field. You grunt. You mm-hmm. estimator in training. You're still there. What where, where are you at today? Y'all y'all. Ten times the size of the company in twenty years, if yeah. I got that right. Twenty, roughly twenty-five million in revenue to two hundred fifty million in revenue. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of big work, all these big buildings, apartment buildings, and stuff. Your early stage, you get mm-hmm. helping get it out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And we and we focus on mostly manufacturing industrial. What you've seen across from your part, uh, across from your y'all's offices and apartment complex that we've done on, on some of that infill. Um, but we we do. Uh, deep foundation work and ground improvements and a lot of that goes underneath those apartments we love to do that sort of stuff uh but yeah so we we've served we've grown from our headquarters here in davidson out into the low country um so we we're building a, a new facility in walterboro right off 95 which is right in between savannah and charleston which we plan to serve that that area from and uh just uh, cease to be southeast of nashville tennessee and eagleville tennessee um We've got our facility right over there, uh, and we serve the entire southeast from there and really try to focus on manufacturing and heavy industrial. And, you know, whether it's mission-critical data center work, you know, if it's something that's got a little bit of hair on it, something that takes a little bit of planning, something that, where you need to spend a little bit of time analyzing risk, figuring out what it is on the front side so that you can reduce the cost on the back side, that's kind of where we live. Um, and, yeah, we've we've basically grown – in that amount that you said just by trying to figure out what our clients need and serving yep. them well and taking care of our people so that we have the same people on every single job so our clients know what they're going to get. That's a common theme with successful folks on the At Home with Roby show. It's basically what does our client need, mm-hmm. and we'll figure out how to adapt our business over time and become efficient at providing what they need. Exactly. But I didn't realize you guys are now the whole southeast, so you have two satellite locations we do is that what you're saying we do one in tennessee and one down in georgia yep that's exactly right south walterboro south carolina but right on right on the border of georgia and uh, we serve all seven uh southern states from there cool yeah southern seven there we go go. that's it so uh what's your role now you still an estimator in training Uh, yeah john ashworth (laughs) uh who, who really helped build this place he always says uh uh chief cook and head bottle washer yeah right and so that's kind of what we always try to think of ourselves try to be a servant leader but I, I right now my responsibility is to lead our civil group which is one of the three groups in our business right so we got the concrete group the civil group and our industrial uh services team um so i lead the civil group cool well, yeah. that's awesome. Well, good luck to you. Well, thank you. I thank root you. for you guys. I see. I just asked you if y'all were on a project. You said no, uh, but I was. Every time I ride by, I look for your banner because your banners are always out there early on. Yeah. When when I see them, 
So uh, I did was going down seventy seven the other day down below Rock Hill. Y'all had y'all had a pretty nice project. Looked like y'all were on the left there. Yeah, you yeah. The there's, it, it's amazing. Well, it's what's going on just in this region. We're we're blessed. That's when I was going to shoot clay at, oh, your, yeah. at your event. And what was the event? Yeah, Regroup's annual clay shoot. Yeah. I appreciate you coming down. You didn't leave empty-handed either, did you? I didn't. I got me. I, I might go out to well uh, to the to the golf tournament this year. I guess it's still called the Wells Fargo for 2024. Yeah, at least as far as we know this yeah. year, huh? I did pretty good. You, you cleaned my pocket out at the very end, and then I cleaned. I got rewarded. You got for a little it. something for it. That's yeah, good. that's it. Risk reward. Yeah, we're <laughs> that, that that's uh, that was our second annual clay shoot. Um, that's, that's been our third fundraiser that we've done. Um, so, so regroup, if I'll back up, I'll tell you a little bit about regroup. Yeah. That's all right. Um, you know, it was, I don't know, uh, mid 2019, there was a couple of us at the Charlotte touchdown club. We were listening to Brett Favre speak. Um, he came to town and a number of us that grew up Brett Favre fans went we're like, Hey, we got to get a table and go hear this guy. Um, so we went and heard him speak and we were sitting around before it all got started and said, I don't know how many people are in here, but I mean, this is all. All this time and effort and money is going to help youth and um, and uh, um, non-professional sports in Charlotte, right? Wouldn't it be cool if we had something similar for the construction industry? So then November 2019 rolls around. We all get together. I think it was on a Thursday or a Friday um, down at Triple Wing Farms um, or excuse me, Triple Wing Plantation uh, down in South Carolina. And uh, and there's about 20 of us or so, and we just started brainstorming on what it could be. Um and uh, so if you know anything about November of 2019, it was right before 2020, which is when COVID hit, right? Hit, or hit our shores anyway. And uh, so we kind of powered, we powered through that. And um, by, let's see, I guess it was 2021, we got our 501c3 status and started raising money. Um, and just in this past year, thanks to you and a number of people like you who came to our clay shoot and a couple of our other uh, fundraisers, we, we raised over a hundred thousand dollars and have been able to donate over a hundred thousand dollars to organizations like the rock and yeah. she built this city and good fellows and a couple others. She built the city as women in construction. Correct. Yeah. Uh, good fellows is faith driven, doing good for the community. Yeah. Lead, hand up, not hand out. Lead, business leaders yep. and, and the rock Darren Ash been on the show multiple times. So, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's trade skilled trade learning for, for mostly for underprivileged, public school kids in, in Mecklenburg County. Yeah. I think they have three locations now. They do. Uh, I'm well, on the board. Well, I was going to say, y- y- we really owe uh, a, a lot to you for being partnered <laughs> up with them because we figured we heard about The Rock. We heard what good work it was doing. And we we're saying, all right, we each year we try to figure out a new partner organization to team up with. And so I go to their website and I start looking through who all's on the board and I go, oh, I know that guy. Yeah. I just emailed you <laughs> and you organized a breakfast for uh, Darren and you and me and uh, kind of the rest of history. But we've had a great relationship with That's the Rock. That's one I think I completely think Darren is an angel. Yep. His team is wonderful and uh, they're doing it with grit and grind, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Uh, well, let's go pay some bills. You stick around last segment with us. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Jim Rhodes, we're talking about rebuild, talking about giving back, talking about construction. We return. You're listening to At Home with Roby. Wow. Welcome back to the At Home with Roby show. I'm Trent Haston. Patrick McIsaac's a little under the weather today, so I'm hosting with Jim Rhodes. Glad to be here. Jimbo. We're going to go back segment. to Jimbo. That's what my dad calls me. 
There's a guy down in Texas named Jim Boat is making a lot of money to to not not coach. have a job. <laughs> I I'd, I'd say I'd like I admire him, but I I like what I do. I'm gonna stick with it. I like what I do too. I really do. I don't do it for the money. You need yeah. to make a living to to support your family and and have your lifestyle and and you know feel secure. Yeah. But 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 beyond that, you need to do what you love to do. You're exactly right. That's that's a fact. Uh, I said rebuild. She built this city. Got me a little discombobulated. It is regroup. Regroup. Yep. And I also messed up. I'm going to clear this up. I said COVID started in 2019. It was 2020. Yep. You cleared that up. So this is four-year anniversary, I guess you would say, of yeah. COVID, not Still five. Still a bunch of years. It's been a long time, uh, whether four or five. But Matt Young was working with us back in 2019 mm-hmm. and would speak fondly of you and said, hey, man, he told me multiple times, you need to get to know Jim Rhodes. He's a really good guy. And I'm like, why do I need to get to know him? You know, I mean, why? I mean, is there opportunity? What's it? he's like? No, he's just he reminds me of you. He he believes in the philosophy that that you you do good for the industry and you do good for people and they'll come back. He just that's why he says he's just a good guy. You'll like him. Kudos to Matt. Yeah, good on Matt. I appreciate him linking us up. He's a good man too. He is a good man. I uh, wish he was still with us, but you know, it's, so the world does turn. Um, but um, and I said, well, what's the deal? And he said, you you were trying to make this industry trade group, and then you go, oh, everybody's got these industry trade groups. Everybody's got yeah. their toys in their corner, you know. Kind of ca- called me a haggard twenty five year industry veteran. I've <laughs> I've tried it all and seen it all and watched a lot and not do it. But but you got the right players in the industry excited and. Uh, and really, you just wanted, it, from what he told me then, you were just trying to improve the improve the industry. That's exactly right. So our mission statement is to increase economic mobility in our community while decreasing the skills gap in the construction trades, right? So two things that serve uh, our industry very well, uh, but, I, but I, we, I'd submit it, so it serves our community very well, too. I mean, those two things, in, in our opinion, are inextricably linked. Right. So, I mean, you've done some development work. You built a business. You're part of this community. When when the construction industry struggles, the community struggling. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we when we look at some of the efficiency numbers over the past few years or even really over the past decade, you can see the volume of construction put in place compared to the number of jobs in the construction industry is dwindling. Right. So efficiency is going down. When efficiency goes down, cost goes up. When cost goes up, you either have less investment or less return on your investment. Yep. Either way, there's less investment in the community, and then the community's worse off for it. And so what our goal was with Regroup was to help expose more people to the construction industry. So when I was growing up, I didn't. my, my dad wasn't in the construction industry. My mom wasn't in the construction industry. We had some family. My, my uncle was, but I, I didn't see it on a daily basis. How I got exposed to it was in vocational class, taking wood shop. Wow. You know, that's how I got excited about working with my hands. And then that turned into, well, I want to go work for a residential home builder. Well, that turned into, well, I don't like this as much as I like those guys over there putting the roads in for the houses. You like big equipment. I just like playing with big toys. That's what my dad (laughs) says. I just, I just like to, I get paid to play in the mud. I understand. So, so we're saying, well, is that opportunity in schools anymore? You know, it's really not. It's not. It's not. And and you look at where uh, historically, you know, we're going back hundreds of years now, but in the 1850s, there was like 60% of the American population lived on a farm. 
1950, it was 30%. You know what it is today? About 2%. Wow. Right? And not to say that everybody has to come from a farm into construction, but farm life and living outdoors teaches you to work with your hands and be yep. self-sufficient. And that's really what the construction industry is a lot about. And so people aren't exposed to that anymore. So how do we get that? Well, we got to do it in the schools. And that's what Darren has done with The Rock. Oh, man. He's provided an outlet that nowhere is, is it being provided yeah. in, in most of the public schools these days. And, and not only is he doing that, but he's providing it to a group of kids that may not have a vision of a better future like what he can provide. And what he's done is he, once again, similar to you, he's got the right players champion, just like you leading Regroup, being one of the leaders of Regroup, mm-hmm. uh, and, and getting them involved and getting them excited. And he hadn't given up an inch. He's stayed focused on all in the direction so uh i just think it's awesome i think that's what we got to do we got to give back and, and keep moving forward i got a question for you, you got a couple minutes here yeah, what's your new year's resolution man you know i've been thinking a lot about that <laughs> and uh i, I do I, i'm a big goal guy um i think this year i'm going to do it a little bit differently though every quarter i'm going to try to put in one or two new behaviors so as opposed to just having this big one long resolution that's going to be life altering, I'm going to say I'm going to get a little bit better each quarter and focus on that day by day and month by month. And so, um, being that I'm uh, about 15 pounds heavier right now than I was this time last year, my really? first new behavior is eating a little bit healthier, especially at lunch. I heard that because we're always on the road and going to having business lunches and all that. So I'm going to do a little bit better. Good. With that. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to get sloppy on what you're eating with the easy. with the fellas. Exactly. Um, well, exactly. good luck to you. Yeah. yeah. Thank I'm you. What's a, yours? I'm not a big. I'm not a big New Year's resolution guy. Uh, I don't know. I want to be a better person. I agree with you. I, I try. I try hard. Better person for my family. Uh, it, the the more I'm I'm waking up and, and doing some meditation, doing some Bible study in the morning, mm-hmm. the better I am. So if I can do that, that'll be good. You know, one day at a time. I'm with you. I think I like, we all take that mindset. I like to improve my golf game. I don't think that's happening. Burn a lot of firewood. Well, Jim, thank you. How can people look you up? Uh, WayneBrothers.com is our website. Also, RegroupCarolinas.org is a website for the nonprofit that we have. We'd love for you all to go there and see that. And, uh, and then I think LinkedIn is about my own social media, so you can look me up, Jim Rhodes. Well, Godspeed to you, man. Thank you, sir, for being here. Patrick, get better. Hey, listen, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Carry a smile around on your face. <laughs>